We know we live in a hostile environment. We know that we live in a hostile world. You know, we, our heart breaks when we read news of wars and the recent war in Israel and Palestine and Hamas. And we just cry when we think of the violence and even little, little babies affected by it. But then, you know, someone pointed out to me, and it stuck with me all week too, that in a pagan hostile, there's also a lot of hunger. People are hungry. In a hostile world, people are hungry. So how do we reach out? And our, our, our instinct is to, is to hide from the world. And, and yet, it's because it's hostile, but we're invited to go out into the world where people are hungry. They're hungry for peace. We're hungry for peace. And the wedding feast is providing all that we need. And so we need to go into this parable once again. Remember the parable of the kingdom and that the kingdom is not about another chore. Coming to church should not be just another chore. It's coming to the wedding feast. And we've been seeing that the kingdom of God is a place where we can embody his peace. But now we have another parable about the kingdom of God as a wedding feast. And imagine yourself, uh, uh, first of all, it's hard for us to imagine that this guy that didn't come properly dressed was, was excluded from the wedding. We said, that doesn't sound like peace to me. That, that, that sounds like judgmentalism. We judge this person. We've excluded this person. On the feast, the parable itself, we, we find that maybe we're like a, down in Covington. We're looking in a window, Covington. Hotel Covington, and there's a great big wedding reception going on. And you're looking in there with a choice wines and the best meats, and, and, and somebody comes and invites you in to the wedding feast. There's so much joy. And, but not only that, but on your way in, the person says, here, I, I've got a tux for you. Or I got a beautiful dress for you. Well, put it on and come on in. You see, that's wedding feast. Is that the king invites everybody to the wedding feast, but he, he doesn't just provide a wedding feast. If, if a person was poor and they couldn't afford a nice dress, or they couldn't afford a, a nice suit, the king provided tailors throughout the countryside that would provide the clothing for you so that everybody could make it into the feast. And so that's what happened is that this guy that wasn't properly dressed, he refused even the tailor that the king provided to put on new clothes, a new dress, a new suit. You see, the wedding feast is about really God clothing us in the mercy and the peace that this hostile world hungers for and providing lots of it. You see, 
Oh, we, we know in a wedding feast, you know, like any wedding, it takes three to get married. It takes three to be married. There's the bride, there's the groom, and then there's Christ in between. And, and there's where the peace is. There's where the mercy is. You see, in a lot of fights, from what I understand, from what I see in my own family, is that one person gets hurt and then, and then two people feel hurt. You know, you hurt me. And then you have two people looking at their hurt. Uh, and, you know, they're looking at how the other person hurt them. But what if you could look at a third person or a third thing and not look at each other's hurt, but look at the relationship that you have, the relationship that you want. The relationship is Christ's grace, Christ's peace, Christ's healing. And so you're not looking at Instead of just having just two people that are married and just looking at each other's hurt, how you hurt me and how I've been hurt, all of a sudden you have the relationship between the two of you. You take your eyes off yourself and look at Christ. Look at the relationship you really want, his presence, his grace, his peace, his mercy. And... That's what we're hungering for. That's what the world is hungering for. Everybody hurt, but they're not coming into the wedding feast where there's an abundance, abundance of peace and grace and mercy. And, and so, you know, uh, that's, that's where people are invited, you know. Some don't accept the invitation. Um, some uh, are too busy, for example. One went to his farm to a business. The others are mistreated and killed. But the feast is ready. Have you experienced it? Have you felt the new clothing that covers your hurt, brings peace to your hurt? I've had a, a funeral, and it just happens all the time. Towards the end of somebody's life, there's an important reconciliation that needs to take place. And maybe God lets this person through chemotherapy or whatever, instead of assisted suicide, the person goes through extended chemotherapy. God helps through medicine to extend their life. But why? Because there's one person in their life they haven't reconciled with. And I see it all the time. Just before the person dies, they reconcile themselves to God or to this person. And it's beautiful to see. It's what happens at the wedding feast. Plenty of grace, plenty of peace, plenty of mercy for our hurt. And we don't have to look at each other's hurt at this table. We don't have to look at my hurt. I can look at what he's providing at the wedding feast. Today, we have uh, a member of our parish who is uh, 
been married, I think, uh, 50 years. I'm not sure. They've been married a long time. Let's just put it that way. And they received uh, a certificate from the diocese, the Hemsath family. The Hem um, and so they will receive after Mass this, this certificate of uh, many years of marriage, of uh, coming to the wedding feast. Let's give them a round of applause. The question is now, if you have been clothed in this new clothing, or at least tasted a little of this peace that only God can give, whether it be in your marriage or your family or reconciliation, you are called to go out in the streets and invite somebody else to the wedding feast. I've been challenged, you know, over the last few years to talk to strangers. Challenge. Have you felt this what God has provided you so deeply, his peace, or even death swallowed up in victory. Have you experienced it enough to invite another person into the body of Christ, to the wedding feast? And I had to think about that a lot. Would you go up to a stranger this week, maybe this could be your homework, and say, can I pray for you? Somebody you don't even know, can I, or some way of just introducing, you know, that the love, the mercy, the peace of Christ. Enough in that what God can do through Jesus that you would talk to a stranger prudently and invite them in. You might be rejected. Even our Lord was rejected. But, you know, the only way to success is failure. You know, just ask the Bengals. They failed, you know. The way to success is failure. We might fail many times, but the Lord is asking us to fail with him. Fail with him many times in order to bring someone into his great wedding feast. Amen.